Today's year in Yerushalmi Sanhedrin is dedicated to the memory of Pesach Gershon ben Yisrael Fish, Oliver Shalom, and for a Rafu Shalema for Yosef Yisrael ben Zelda, Pesok Shar Chole Yisrael. We are beginning in the Ozvahadar edition on Daf Yudalit Amid Base, three lines from the bottom of the Amid, with the words Shloishabonim. In the Vilna edition, it is on Daf Yud Aleph Amid Base. Begins the Gemara Shloishabonim Mahayu Lechetzrain. This Gemara will lead us to Avigail, since in the last shear we ended off with Avigail. The Gemara now is going to tell us about a meeting of David and Avigail. Leading up to that meeting, the Gemara quotes here a postic from Divri Ayyam. Chetzrain had three sons. It says in that postic in Divri Ayyam, the sons of Chetzrain, Asher Noilad Es Yirachmiel, Ves Rom, Ves Klovi. Klovi is Kolev. We know him as Kolev ben Yefuna. Apparently, Yefuna had another name, and his name was Chetzron. So it's Kolev ben Chetzron. So the Gemara asks, who Yerachmiel Kadmoi? Yerachmiel, in this Pasuk, was first before Rom and Kulavi. As the Carbon 8 explains in the last line, Told us Ram Tchila. The pastor goes on in Devar Yomim to speak about the second son Ram and his descendants. So the Gemara is asking here, why doesn't it speak about Rachmiel the Bechor who came first? As we go to Daf Tezvav Amid Aleph, the Gemara answers Elishanasa Isha Goya. He married a Gentile woman. And Reb Chaim Kenevsky in his beer explains, of course, Yerachmiel didn't marry her until he made Geras, but he had a bad kavana, as we're going to see now. And because of his bad kavana, it was considered as if she was a Goya. There was some pegam, there was a defect, a chesorin, in the yichus that came from his wife, because... Yerachmiel had a bad thought. What was his bad thought? He married her in order to glorify himself through her. The Pasuk says, Yerachmiel had another wife, her name was Natara, which is a crown. So Yerachmiel um, hoped to crown himself. As the Pnei Moshe explains in the previous stuff, Yedalit Amit Beis, Four lines at the bottom of the right hand column. She was a beautiful woman and she had honor. Why? She was the daughter of a king. So he thought by marrying her, he would become glorified with this beautiful woman who had a lot of yichas coming from a king. That was his machshava, and therefore it was considered as if. He married a Goya, and that's why, since he degraded himself, as the Corbinate says here on the top of Tezvav Amadalf, Hoyl, who Pogimirachmilas Atzmai, Shenasa Ishanach was a Fikach Pogmaya Kostav, Lesadir Toldoisa Besaif, since he denigrated himself by marrying with a bad Kavana this woman, therefore the Torah 
denigrated him by listing him last. Now, let's go back to the Gemara, the third line, that Atara, he aim oinam. The Apostle says there in Divri HaYomim that she was the mother of Oinam. The word Oinam, the Gemara understands as being like an Onain, someone who loses a relative. That instead of glorifying himself through her, she brought in mourning into his house, that he denigrated himself, he didn't get glorified, the opposite happened, that he was denigrated. Continues the Gemara, This is the Pasuk that shows that there was a defect in Yerachmael, as we learned in the previous Gemara, because Yerachmael was the oldest one. So if the Navi is now telling us the different descendants that came from the three sons of Chetzrein, it should have put Yerachmiel first, but instead it puts this Pasuk. And we're going to see in the Korban Eida and in the Pnei Moshe that this Pasuk ran through Novel's mind. Novel didn't care about a request that Dovid HaMelech made, as we'll see in the upcoming Gemara. And the reason is because there's a defect in Yerachmael, because he married this woman, Atara, as we explained. And there's also a defect in Ram's children. The only one that there's no defect in is Novel, who came from the third brother, Chaluvi. And that's why Novel thought that he should be the king of Kal Yisrael. And he went... He was married by Malchus, as we will see. He was Chayv Misa. But that's all because these thoughts are going through his mind that Yerachmel and his descendants have a Pagam, Rum and his descendants have a Pagam, as we're going to see now. And therefore, the only one who has no Pagam is me. And that's why I won't listen to David's request. I'm married by Malchus, as we're going to see in the upcoming Gemara. Says the pasuk, "V'ram ha'ilades aminadav, aminadav ha'ilades nachshan, v'nachshan ha'ilades salma, v'salmon ha'ilades boaz, u'boaz nasas rus ha'moavia." Rus was the moavia, as we see in the second line of the Pnei Moshe at the end in the left-hand column. Kach ha'ya b'machshavas novel shegam zukeb gamhi. This is also a pagam. V'loyada he didn't know. That when we say, that's only a Zohar, a male, and not like Rus, who was an Akeva. But Novel thought that this is a Pagam. And that's why from Rus we know in Boyas came out Oived. From Oived came out Yisha, and from Yisha came out David. And from that came out Malchus based David. So Novel is with his warped thinking, is being moirid against Malchus based of it, as we're going to see. And now the Pasuk continues, Ha novel, this is what novel is thinking, Ha novel asim in the chluvi. I come from chluvi. Omar novel, novel said, less be Yisrael bar tavin skin and wargairis minai. There is no one who is better and skin is greater than myself. And that's why I don't have to listen to anything that David has to say. Let's see the Korban Eida, Divrei Maskal Ha Novel, which is in the fifth 
line in the right-hand column, the first small line, Ha-Novel, Avon-Novel, Ba-Menchaluvi. Ha-Menchaluvi, Ein-Bisrael, Ben-Toiv, Mimeni. Shehu mi Shevet Yehuda, I come, as David does, I come from Shevet Yehuda, Asheloi Mishpat HaMalchus, the Malchus comes from Shevet Yehuda, Ube Mishpachtoi Ein Boshem Pagam. There's no Pagam, there's no defect in my Mishpacha from Chaluvi. Lachain Loi Choshes Ludivri David, that's why he didn't uh, care about what David had to say, his request that he should help him, as we're going to see, because I am worthy to be the king, and I don't consider myself being Moirud B'Malchus. We should point out that at this time, Shmuel Novi, who had anointed David to be the next Melech in Yisrael, Shmuel Novi was Nifter. All of Klal Yisrael was in Tsar and Avelis. The only one who wasn't was Novel. He rejoiced because by Shmuel dying, it weakened David's claim to the throne. And in fact, Novel exclaimed, where is Shmuel and where are the two drops of oil that he put on David's head? In other words, they're insignificant and there's no Shmuel to give support to David. And therefore, he said, Les be Yisrael bar tavin sagin minai. There's no one better or greater than I am. I have no pagam. Continues the Gemara. Hadohu dechsev. That is what is written. Ve'ish B'moin, there was a man who lived in Moin, Umaseu B'Karmel, his business was in Carmel. Vo'ish Karmoid, the man was very great, it means he was very rich. Vehu Klivi, and he was from Khalivi. Do'asi min Khaluvi, that's what he meant to say, that I come from Kluvi. I don't have any Pagam, I deserve to have the throne. Now the Gomorrah now explains what led up to Novel being Morid B'Malchus against David. David heard in the Midbar, he goes his novel, the novel was shearing his tzoyim, his sheep, and he instructed ten of his soldiers as the Korban Eide is goyris, next to the ice bays in the Torah or Hasholim. He's goyris, you should convey my good greetings, my peace to novel, they said these words in the name of David, and they rested, which would seem to mean that they didn't have any more to speak. But we're going to see the Gemara is going to interpret this in a different way. So what had David instructed them? them back to the Gemara, such as for life, what does it mean, likiyuma? Forever says the Korban Eida, Divra a few lines up from where we just read the Girsa of the Korban Eida. Targum va'atem chayim kulchamayoim, the Targum that you will live forever is va'atun kaimin. Va'achikamar, this is what David meant to convey through his ten messengers. Your simcha should be forever. And then, back to the Gomorrah, they continued, the ten messengers, Va'ata shalom, and you should have peace. So David greeted him in a beautiful way. And now the Gomorrah explains that word of Vayanuchu, Amar of Barshunam, Nasu Machna, they became a camp. That's what the word Vayanuchu means. We find the Gomorrah in Erevin tells us that there are four kulos 
in various halachas that is nogeya a camp, as the carbonator brings down in divrei amaschol nasu machne dixiv leil minei vayishlech tovar asor norim. He sent ten uh, young men kamash malon the asora nikru machne. What is a machne? What does it consist of? Ten people. There are four halachas that the Chazal freed a, a machna from certain halachas. And what constitutes a machna? How many people do you have to have to have a machna? That is ten. What did Novel do wrong? So David Amelech had been protecting Novel for several years from other nations that wanted to harm Novel. And now David was running low in provisions. He sent these 10 boys to ask Novel, who was very rich, to give David and his uh, army to give them uh, provisions. Novel definitely could afford it. But Novel refused. So the first act of Merida, there are many actors we're going to see. The first one had to do with Machen, and that's why the Gemara brought it. That you a machina you speak to in a more honored way, in a more bechavedik way than individuals. So since there were ten, which constitutes a machina, novel should have been very careful in his words, in replying to David's kind words that you should have simcha forever, you should have shalom. But he didn't do that. The pasuk in Shmuel Aleph continues, as we have here in the Gemara, Vayan Novelis Avde David. Novel answered Avde David. What did he answer? Vayoymer, mi David, mi ben Yishai. Who is this person, David, and the son of Yishai? Hayoymer, Rabu Avodim, Hamispartsim, Ishmip Neyadoinav. There are many people today where you have uh, slaves, servants, who are uh, going against their master. So uh, here we have a few instances of Novel rebelling against David HaMelech. So he, he had said that the uh, servants who are rebelling against their master are Rabu. There are uh, many of these slaves who are going against their master. So that was one instance of Mard B'Malchus. He calls David an Eved. He's the master. He, novel is the master. And David is an Eved rising up against his master. He also said, very chutzpedik, with gaiva, mi David, umi ben Yishai. Who is David and who is ben Yishai? So, and he refused to give him provision. So here you have four different acts of Mori Bamalchus. He should have spoken to the machna in a very nice way. He didn't. He didn't give David provisions. He called him an Eved. And he said, Mi David, Umi Ben Yishai. And that's why he was high of Misa for Marid Bamalchus. The Meforshim look for a source. How do you know if somebody rebels against the king? He's high of Misa. They bring a Pasuk in Yeshua, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yitches, where Klal Yisrael said to Yeshua when he took over the mantle of leadership from Moshe, that whoever will rebel against what you have to say will be put to death. Others say that uh, this was a proclamation by the um, by the nation, by the people of that time. How do you learn from this uh, that um, there is always a halach of Mar B'Malchus? We find in the Tosefta, Masechta Trumas, that anyone who rebels against Malchus based David, the dynasty of David, is Chayiv Misa. So uh, 
the, apparently the Tosef is making a stress on Malchus based of it. And we have a rule that uh, Mord B'Malchus, uh, Melech could kill, not only if he's from Malchus based of it, Shaul Melech also could kill someone who's Mord B'Malchus. The answer says the Grizz HaLevi, says that there is a difference. By any other king, he is permitted to kill the traitor, the one who's Mord B'Malchus. However, if he's being murdered against Someone from the Malchus based of it, there it's not just permitted, but there there's actually a chiv for the one from Malchus based of it to kill the traitor. It's not optional, but the he must do it. And that's why when David heard what Novel had said and done, he took 600 men, the Pasuk says, over there further in Shmuel Aleph, Per Chofhei, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Vayoymer David Lanashiv. Chigru ishes harboy. Every one of you should gird your sword. We'll soon see what this means. Vayachru ishes harboy. Each person in his army girded their sword. Vayachru gam David es harboy. David also girded his sword. Vayalu achri David. They follow David. Kearba meyosish four hundred soldiers. Umasayim yoshru alakim two hundred guarded the weapons uh, and other vessels. And uh, 400 followed David. And David HaMelech was going to kill out the whole Mishpacha of Novel, not leave anyone surviving, because uh, Novel had been such a traitor against David HaMelech, Amarid B'Malchus, Malchus based David, for which he was Chayv Misa. From this Pasuk that we just read in Shmuel Aleph, the Gemara learns out a halacha. How do we know that by Dini Nefashis? You begin always from the lowest member of Sanhedrin. You don't start from the Roisha Sanhedrin because the reason is because if the head, the biggest Talmud Chachm of the Sanhedrin will say his view, then every other member of the Sanhedrin will follow his view. They'll think, how can I say something against the Rosh of the Sanhedrin? So that's why we begin from the lowest member, and then we build up. And this way, no Dayan will be afraid to say his opinion against someone who is higher than himself. He doesn't know what that higher person will say. But if you're going to start from the highest person and from the higher people, then you'll hear what they have to say. And if you're lower, you'll be afraid to say your opinion. How do we know this? We know this. Tana Shmula Zakan Kumi Ravacha. So Shmula Zakan said in front of Ravacha, this pasuk that we just read, David as the Korban Ada explains, right opposite from where we are in the Gemara. Gird your sword. David also girded his sword. What does it mean to gird your sword? This sword was. A, meant to uh, say that novel rebelled against the king. Since David girded his sword at the end, we start from the uh, first judge on the side, and then we build up to the head of the Sanhedrin. Continues the Gemara um, that the servant of Novel came to Avigail, and he told Avigail what Novel had done to the men of uh, David. Vayat Bahem, he said, that he drove them away. Ma'o Vayat Bahem. What does it mean that he drove them away? What exactly 
did Novel do? Afrin Bemilin. He made them fly away with words. The way Novel spoke about David, disparagingly, that made them fly away. And then the servant of Novel said to Abigail, now you should know and see Matasi, what you should do, because David plans to kill out everybody. If Novel was a martyr by Malchus, why does Novel want to kill everybody? So the Mephorshim say this was like a Molik. There shouldn't be any Zech of a Molik. David felt that the Merida of Novel permeated the entire family. And the Mela, if Novel is Chayiv because of Marit B'Malchus, the same halacha would apply to the whole family. So the Nar of Novel said, Avigail, you better do something here or we're all going to be killed out. So the Pasuk says that Novel took secretly provisions for the army of David and she descended the mountain where she was on and David and his men also descended the mountain. And at some point, she met up with David and his men. So the Gemara is now going to be medayik from this word oisam because it should have said vativ bahem. She met met up with them. Why does it say oisam? So apparently, when she met them, she did something to them which was beyond just meeting. Again, it could have said bahem. That's meeting them. Oisam means she affected them in some way. In what way? Says the Gemara. She was a beautiful woman. Gilas shayka. She revealed. Her thigh, the Halhula Oira, and they were able to go in the dark. They, it was so illuminated that they could go by her light. So, first of all, how she was a Tzedekis. So, how does she do this in front of Dovin and his men to reveal her thigh? Where was her Tznias? So, the Medrash Shmuel has a gears here of Nizgalashaika. She didn't do it. Uh, with intent, but rather coming down the mountain, her uh, skirt caught onto something, and Mimela, her thigh was revealed. They went by her light. So some of the Mephorshim say this is an exaggeration. And others are goyres here, not her light, but her heat. In other words, because she was so beautiful, when they saw her shaykh, so they had a tremendous taiva, a desire for her, and that heat, that passion, brought them, uh, affected them, and they had thoughts about her. All of them had a seminal discharge. They all became Bale Keri. And that's what it means. Oisam, that she affected them. Not only met up with them, but she affected them. So David Amelech when he was going to kill out the whole family of Novel, David Omar, Shamarti. It was in vain that I protected Novel all these years from his enemies, because look what the Novel does to me. He's marred by Malchus, and he doesn't help me out when I need his help. I'm going to kill out everyone, including Mashtim Bakir, the one who urinates against the wall. And he referred to even dogs who are part of the household of Novel, they will all be exterminated. Ma iskede kabel, what is the, um, what does a kelev, uh, uh, what is he busy with? Mashtimikasla, what he does is that he urinates against the wall. So David was saying, afilu al-kalbi, even on a dog, linachayim, I'm not going to let the dog live, everyone will be destroyed. 
continues the Gemara, Vatera Avigailus David. When Avigail met up with David and his men, she fell to the ground in front of David when she saw him. And then, as the Corbinator brings down in Divya Maskel, Vatera Avigailus David, the rest of the Pasuk, Vatoimer, and she said, Be in me, Ani, I, Adoni, Oven. Is the sin, and the Corbinate explains that the Gemara is going to Darshan. What is this? Be ani seems to be saying the same thing. Let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. So the Corbinate also explains that this seems to be repetitive, and therefore the Gemara understands that. There was like a hidden message, which the Pasuk itself doesn't say, but because of these, the Yukim in the Pasuk, we have to learn the following. That Amra lay back to the Gemara, she said to David, Mori David, my master David, what did I do wrong if my husband was married to Malchus? What did my children do wrong? The Eremiavid, what did my cattle do wrong? Because he was going to kill everyone, even the animals. Omar law, so he responded because Novel cursed the Malchus David. so Avigal said to David, you're a king? Is there really more of Malchus here? Omar law, he said back to her, didn't Shmuel anoint me to be a king? She said back to David, the greatness of our master Shaul is still here. Now, Shaul is still alive. And as the Corbin Ada explains in the third wide line, in the right-hand column at the bottom, Yes, you're a king, but you're such a king where there's no Dinmar at Vimalchus. Shaul is the official king. He's sitting on the throne. Everyone knows that Shaul is the king, but you, they don't know. The Taisus Yantiv explains, and other Acharonim follow in in his lead on this. He says that uh, you, David, Avigal was saying, your Malchus is not Mephursim, it's not public, and you're not sitting on the throne. In order for there to be a din of Marad Bamalchus, it has to be well known that you're the king and that you are sitting on the throne. So these were Avigail's claims, her tainas, against what David was saying, that Novel was Chav Misa, because he was Marad Bamalchus. And then she said, Vani Amoska, I, your maidservant. So the uh, Pnei Moshe says that from the fact that she said, I'm your maidservant, so the Gemara is going to Darshan, that I am not worthy or not able to be your wife at this point. That David HaMelech wanted to live with her. Of course, as uh, the Korban says, in the third medium wide line at the end, he says, Of course, David wouldn't do this while Novel was still alive. But after he would kill Novel, because in David's opinion, he was a murdered Malchus, then he would live together with Avigail. So Miyad, 
right after this, So then she said to David, I might be a Nido. And look, here are my blood spots and see if I'm a Nido or not. On my law, so David said to her, Since summon to verify that she's a Nido is dependent on the shade of the red, and this can only be seen in the daytime, not at night. So how could you show me your summon now at night? She said back to David, Shouldn't your ears hear what your mouth speaks? Is the only thing you don't see at night is summon? You want to kill my husband now it's at night? Are you done dealing with at night? No, you're not. So Dina Farshas are like the Ksamen. If you're not going to look at a Ksamen at night, how could you kill a novel at night? On my law, he responded to her, You're right, now it's nighttime. But his Gemar Din was already made during the day when my men and I decided that he's a Mar'ad B'Malchus, it's Chayv Misa. Amr Aloi, Savigal said to David, This should not be a stumbling block for you. What does the word puka mean? Amr Ablazer, pik puke dvorim hayisham. The word puka means that there were valid points that Avigail raised. In other words, we said before, why was it repeated? Let me speak into your ears. And also, ushma divriamasra, and you should listen to what the words of your maidservant, that's a repetition. The answer is that there is a hidden message in this repetition. Listen to the hidden message, which is not written in the words of the Pasuk. So one part of that hidden message was that she had valid points, that's Pikpuke Tvarim, why her husband novel was not a Mard B'Malchus. You're not sitting on the throne, it's not well known, that uh, you are the, the king, it has to be before Hesse, it has to be open in front of everybody, and therefore he's not Chav Misa. So David really didn't respond and answered those valid points. Continues the Gemara and relates a story to us. Rabbi have over Parsha so. Rabbi used to expound on the Parsha. Vahavi Rabbi and Rabbi would instruct his Talmidim, Alon, go up, Tishman, Kolei, Rablevi, Dorash, listen to how Rablevi explains the Parsha, the less Ifshalei, to whom Mufaka Parsha saw, the Loi Rivun. Rivun, the Pneumarsh uh, says, is Chiddush. There's something in the uh, third last small line in the left hand column, Beloi Rivun, Beloi Chiddush. There's always something new that he will be mechadesh. So go up and listen to him. Go up and listen to Rabbi expounding on the Parsha. So the Gemara says, All Umar Lanu Loi. So the way the Pnei Moshe learns, it means he went up and he said, No, this is referring to one of the Talmidim who went up to hear the shear of Rablevi, and what he heard was Agadita. And he says to the other Talmidim, who apparently were not in the base Medrash yet, he said, Loi, this is not for us. This is Agadita. There's no Chiddush in Agadita. It continues to Gemara according to this Pshat, Vishama Rav Zeira, heard what had happened. Umar, and he said, Oif Bagadita is Ribbon. 
Chiddush is not only in Halacha, but even in Agadita. So go back, sit down, and listen to the Chiddushin that Reb Levi will expound on the Parsha. The beer of Reb Chaim Knievsky, Shlita, based on the Medrash Shmuel, has a girsa here, the Umar Lon, Loi Viloi. In other words, that Avigayo said that there should not be a stumbling block This incident should not become a stumbling block. And and for a michshol. So, viloy. She didn't say just the word loy. She said viloy. So this brings out what the Gemara in Bavli, Megillah, Yudalamit Beis says, that Avigail was one of the Nevios. Because the Vav is Mosif. The Vav adds that not only concerning me, but concerning Basheva. There's going to come in the future uh, an incident with Basheva, which will also be a stumbling block for you. So that's what Rablevi Darshan, the extra Vav, referring to the future. And from here we see that Avigal was a Neviyah, she was a prophetess. Now, what does the word lefuka mean? There was there valid points. So before, in the Gemara, we had the same drusha, and we said it refers to Avigail's valid points about being married b'malchus, that this is not considered married b'malchus because David Amelech's malchus was not well known, and he was not sitting on the kisei ha-malchus, Shaul was. But now the Gemara is going to learn this word, puka, which means pikpuke devorum, valid points, concerning something else. As we turn to Daphez Vav Amid Beis. When this stumbling that you want to do with me is going to come out, you, Omer Malachat, they will say on you, and the carbonate is not garbage, the next three words, Shaifach Domimat, that we will discuss later in the Gemara, but rather the gears here is you People will say that you were Megala Arias, that I was still married to Novel, and you had relations with me before he was killed. The truth is that David only had relations after he was killed, and the Navi tells us that uh, even though David didn't kill Novel, but ten days after this incident, Hashem took the life of Novel. So um, when the stumbling will become known in the world, they will say on you that you were Megala Arias with me, Avigail. Then the pastor can tell them, for a stumbling of the heart, meaning a moral lapse. And the Pneumosha uh, in the third wide line on top at the end says, once we already said that it is lepuka, which is a stumbling block. What is the addition of the words ulemichsholeif? So the Gemara answers: Ata In the future, you will stumble over an ishesish. This is referring to Batshava, who was married to Uriah. Mutav achas time. It's better that you only have one such stumble and not two with me as well. Now the truth is that. 
David HaMelech, although it appears like that in the Navi, did not live with Bathshevas and Eshesish. The Gemara in Shabbos, the Nun Vavah Medalev, tells us that get whoever went out to battle would write a get to his wife. The Rashi over there says it was a get al It was a condition. If I come back from battle, then I'm still married to you. There's no get. But if I do not come back from battle, rather than you remain an aguna, that you can't marry anybody, if I don't come back, then I am divorcing you as of now, retroactively, from the time that I give you this get. When David had relations with Bathsheba, the get retroactively was already enforced because Uriah died in battle. So there really was no Ashish, but it looked like there was an Ashish because what happens if Uriah would have come back? Then David had had relations with an Ashish. So Asida Ruba Minhadas, the one that you're going to have in the future, again, showing us that Avigal was a Neviya, she was a prophetess. Uh, he, he, she saw the future. The one you're going to have in the future is going to be worse than if you take me now. Don't make it that people will say that the first Michshol was like the second Michshol, because in fact the second Michshol is worse. But don't let people say the same like he lived with an Aishas Ish in the second encounter, so it was in the first encounter that Novel was not yet dead, and still uh, David had relations with Avigail. So um, even though David planned only to have relations with her after Novel uh, was killed, but in the eyes of people, it would look perhaps that he had had relations while she was still in Aishas Ish. So in this way, um, by saying these uh, various uh, ideas, these various valid points, she kept David away that he did not have relations with her until Hashem had killed the novel, and then she was muttered to David. The Lishbardam, the pastor continues, after it speaks about the Puka and the Mishalev, it also says, Lishbardam, eventually you're going to become the king over Kal Yisrael, the Mefursim Dika king, which everyone will accept you as the king, you'll sit on the throne. They will say on you, he was a murderer because he killed Novel for no reason. That which you said to me, that the reason you want to kill Novel is because whoever curses Machus based off it is Chayv Misa. No, Adayin Mechusser Kiseyat. You're missing a throne. Here we see in the Gemara, it seems that the main thing is, like the Taisis Yantav said before, that the main reason it wasn't yet in the time of novel, Mard Bamachitz, because David was not yet sitting on the royal throne. We said another reason from the Korbanaida, because it wasn't yet Mephursim. But uh, Avigail, this is part of the Pikpuke Dvarim, she had valid claims that there was no Mard Bamachitz. Shol was still alive, and David had not publicly become king. At the end, it says that Avigail told David, after my husband dies, then then you should uh, remember your maidservant. She meant to say that when Novel is legally out of the way, when he dies, then you can take me as your wife, as you wish to do now. But it was improper, was not sneistic, 
not modest for her to speak about being David's wife after Novel was killed because Novel was still alive. Melamed, this teaches us, she denigrated herself to speak in such language before her husband died. Since she denigrated herself, the Pasuk made a pagam in her, denigrated her. Why? The Cholkari and all the Psukim at Kari Avigayel with two Yuds. Bar Mehadeim Psukha, except for this Pasuk, which is the next Pasuk. Where David spoke to Avigail, David Lavigail, but there it's not with a yud at the end; it's only with one yud in the middle. Lavigal, it doesn't say Gail. It doesn't have the second yud. So what? Um, so what? Why is this? Because she was not modest; she denigrated herself. Therefore, the Torah wrote her name in a pegum, a, a fault state without the last yud. And what did David say to Avigal? Baruch Hashem, thank Hashem that you did not allow me to live with you, and I stayed away from mevoi bedamim, from coming in contact with bloods, plural. Dam nida, because you might have been a nida. Ushvichas damim, and that I should kill uh, Novel, because in fact, perhaps you're right that it was not Marid Bamalchus, because I was not yet a total officiating king. This brings us to an end of the story of Dovin and Avigail, and we are now ready to learn the Mishnah of Halacha Dalad. Begins the Mishnah, we're speaking about a melech, if someone died, a relative for which the melech has to be knowing Avelus, he does not go out from the door of his palace. What is the reason, says the Korban in the middle of the left-hand column, it is a bizoyan, it is an embarrassment for the king, that he should show his pain in front of the people, continues the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, I married Ratzolot. Says Achramita Yaitze. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees, and Rabbi Yehuda says if the king wants to go after the bed, meaning after the Oron that is carrying the mace, Yotze he is allowed to go out, and we find a precedent for this in the Navi. She came at Sinu with David. We find by David Amalech she Yotze Achramitasi Shal Avner when Avner was killed by Yoyov. David followed the Oron. Shenemar v'Amelach David Hoylech Achrei Amita. The king David went, walked after the bed, after the Oron. Now, what is this uh, speaking about? Why did you have kill Avner? Because when David was beginning his Malchus, there was a threat against him from Mipibayshus, the son of Shaul, who also claimed that he was the king. Avner joined Mipibayshus. Later, Avner changed his mind, and he went on David's side. However, Yoyev thought that Avner really was still on the Boishas' side, and he was just spying on what David was doing. So Yoyev killed Avner. Now, David was afraid that the people would think that he had instructed Yoyev to kill Avner. Therefore, we're going to see why the Chachamim disagree with Rav Yehuda. 
to Rabbi Yehuda learns from Ramelech David Halachacher Mitzvah that a king, if he wants to, could go behind the Oren. Amru Loi the Chachamim said to Rabbi Yehuda, Loi Haya Davar El The only reason David did this was to placate the people that they should see if he's walking behind the Oren that it was not his command that Avner should be killed, as the Korban Aida says here. In Divriya Maskal Alafai says, I'm sorry, this was a special ruling that David is allowed to follow the Oren, Bedavar. For the peace of the kingdom. Shalayimru Dubai, the Klayusho should not rebel against David, they would think that he commanded that Avner should be killed. Now that he follows the Aaron, they will recognize in there. It was not David's advice to have Avner killed. But if you don't have this special dispensation that David had, that the people shouldn't rebel against them, not like Rebuta says, that we learned from here that if a king wants, he could follow the Aaron. If you don't have the time of a fear that people would rebel against David, even if David would have wanted, or any other king would have wanted, ain't Shemelah, we do not listen to him, and the king is not allowed to follow the Oren. Concludes the Mishnah, when we give the Sudas Havra the first meal after the Leviah to the Melech, people are all sitting on the floor, and the king, he is sitting on a Dargish. What is a Dargish? A Dargish is a collapsible bed that wealthy people used to take on their travels, and they would set up the bed in the inn where they were staying for the evening. So this bed, a king is allowed to sit on. Begins the Gemara, quoting the Mishnah, If the, someone died in the king's family, he does not go out of the door to his palace. And I would think that here it should be v'chulu. In other words, etc., referring to the entire Mishnah, because the next piece of Gemara is going on the last line of the Mishnah, which stated that when you make a Sudas of Ra for the king, the Om is sitting on the earth, and he is sitting on a Dargish. What do we learn from this? This teaches us, Dargish, yesh by Mishum Kriya There is a halacha that Oval has to overturn his bed. He's not allowed to sit on a bed as he regularly does. From here we learn that a Dargish also has this halach of Kirisamita. The Korbanate explains how do we learn it, because by Koyin Gadol in the Mishnah, we learned that the Koyin Gadol only sits on a bench, a safsol. He does not sit on a Dargish. So since we see that a Koyin Gadol is not allowed to sit on a Dargish, and a Melech is, so we see that there is an Indian of Kriya concerning a Dargish. That's why a Kohen Gol is not allowed to sit on it. However, as the Gemara continues, HaMelech Samita, a king is not allowed, is not obligated in Kriya Samita. And the Korban Eida concludes, Almita Mamish Loi Mishum Even though he could sit on a Dargish, but on a regular bed, he is even a king is not allowed to sit. So we would have to learn the Gemara. The king is not Chayvin Kriyusamita if we compare him to the Kohen Gadol. In that which a Kohen Gadol is Chayvin Kriyusamita, namely a Dargish, on that the Melech is not Chayv. But it doesn't mean that he is totally absolved from the Indian of Kriyusamita because a regular bed he would not be allowed to sit on 
because of his Avelis. So he is obligated in some halacha concerning a bed, namely that on a regular bed he's not allowed to sit on it. It's not clear from the Korban Eida whether he means there would be kvias hamita or just that he's not allowed to sit on a bed. Continues the Gemara, is Tanoi, there were some Tanoim, Tani who learned, Tanoshim Mahalchus Tchila, Vehanoshim Achreim, that in a Levaya, going in front of the Oren would be women, going behind the Oren would be men. Tani, there were some Tanoim who learned the opposite. Anoshim Tchila, the Anoshim are in front of the Oren, Vehanoshim Achreim, and the women are behind the Oren. Man Demar Anoshim Tchila, what's the reason for each one? The one who says that the women go first, Shehein Gormer Misa Loilam, they caused Misa coming to the world because Chava made Adam eat from the Eitz Adas, and then Misa came to the world. So who caused this? The women. Therefore, it's more appropriate that the women should go in the front, that they should have demonstrate more anguish concerning the nifter than the men. What's the reason of the other? Man, the Omer, man, the mar, the one who says, that the men go in front of the Oren, they covered the nice because if the women were to go, then what would happen? That the men would look at the women as they were uh, going behind the women. So the Gemara says, They should not uh, stare and look at the women. So therefore, it's not a covet for the Benayis Yisrael that men should uh, uh, look at them, stare at them, and therefore the men go first and the women go behind. So the Gemara asks, We find by Avner that David went behind the Mita, and as the Korban Eidah says, in Divrei Amaschel, Hoylech Achramito, which is five lines before it gets medium wide, V'i Salkedatech, Nashim Achramito, if you're going to go like the Mandi Omar, that women are behind the Mita, Urchei de David, Lahalachim Anashim, is it the way of David to follow the women? The Gemara says, Amru Lohoya Dover Elephites, the reason David went behind the Oron was also an unusual circumstance. Like the Gemara said before, why David followed the Oren altogether? The reason he went behind the Oren, even though there was women there, was in order to placate the whole um. As the Gemara continues, Man David Mephias and Ishaya, Havim He first went to the women, and he was Mephias them, and then he went to the men, and was Mephias them. And then Uman David Mephias the Gavraya, after he placated the men about the death of Avner, Havim Mephias and Ishaya, then he went back to the women and he was Mephias them. So normally, of course, David would not go with the women. And the Mandiyomer who says that, Dov, that the women were behind the Oren, he could be correct. It's not a kasha from David. How could David go with the women? He was Mephias them, and therefore he did this unusual thing. But of course, the men are first, the women are behind the Oren, and David went to the women and the men to all of Kalashal to be Mephias them on the death of Avner. The Gemara now discusses another episode where David joined the crowd. And this concerns when the Oren was brought back from the Plishtim, it was brought to a city called Kiryas Yarim. And in that city, it stayed for many years until David took 30,000 of his men. He went to Kiryas Yarim, 
And he brought back the Oren to Yerushalayim. When he brought it back to Yerushalayim, he was with such simcha that David was dancing and jumping up in front of the Oren. Also, in order to dance better, he turned up the hem of his long robe so, so he could dance better. And Michal came out to meet him, and she disapproved of what he had done because she felt that he degraded himself in front of the nation. The Pesach states, V'yashav David levarech espeisei, David went back to bless his house, V'tetze Michal Bashol, Michal the daughter of Shaul went out, his wife, L'kras David to meet her husband David, V'tayim, and she said, Manich barayoyim, what a wonderful day, how honored this day is, sarcastically. Melech Yisrael, asher nigla hayom le'eni mois avodov. That the king of Yisrael, he revealed himself today in front of the maidservants and his servants, kehi golois niglois achad harekim, as one of the boors would have revealed himself. In other words, you did a boorish act. The Gemara understands that she was referring to a comparison between David and her own father, Shaul. First, the Gemara explains, what did she mean when she said, Achat Harekim? And the Corbinator says that uh, she, we darshan this from the word Echod. Echod meaning a special one, the greatest one. Amar Abobar Kahana, Harekim Shabarekim. It means the boorish of the boors. Zu. Who is this referring to? This is referring to Archistim. What does Archistim mean? So the Corbinaitis says in the third medium wide line, Archi Husar, that's the officer. Stim is like from the word Listim, it's missing the Lamed, but it stands for Stim, a robber. Vuhusar Shabalistim. You were so boorish what you did that you are like the head of the Listim. Because you, first of all, you danced in such a wild way. And more than that, you revealed your leg. In order to dance better, David picked up the hem of his long rope. So she felt that this is a very boorish thing to do in front of all of Claudius Troll. Now, where do we find that Shawl was different? Because as we'll see, David answered her, comparing himself to Shaul. Why does David compare himself to Shaul? The answer is, although it's not written in the Pasuk uh, clearly, but she was referring to a comparison between David and uh, her own father, Shaul, the Tzniyas of her own father, Shaul. Amraloi, she said, Michal to David, when she used the word, today is revealed, she wasn't just speaking about how David had revealed himself to the call, but rather today is revealed the great honor of my father Shaul. What was so special about Shaul? Amru Allah Shaul. They said about the house of Shaul, that nobody ever saw their heel or their large toe. In other words, they were so thick that their entire leg from top to bottom was covered. And David himself experienced this. Why? Because the Pasuk says that Shaul had to go to the bathroom. And he came to the sheep pens on the way. There there was a 
cave, Vayavi Shol Shol came to go to the bathroom. V'david v'anashim biyarkasei amora yoshim. They were like in the back of the cave. Shol didn't see them, but David and his men were hiding in that same cave. Let's go back to the Gemara. We just cited the pasuk in Shmuel Aleph Per Chavdal pasuk Gimel. So the Gemara says that what does it mean? Gidrei Satzayin that Shol came to the sheep pens. The plural of Gidrei stands for. Rabun Barab Lazar, Geder Lifnim The plural of Gidrois, as the Carbonate explains to us, means that it was one fence within another fence. So he went behind two fences into a cave. So, first of all, that was so sneezing how he, he went off the road into a cave and, and he went through two uh, fences. But besides that, Shaul came into the cave to go to the bathroom. David saw that. What did he do? Mishal Shel Tzivchad. He took off. He he removed to the side his shawl. Umesalkin Tzivchad, and also his robe. He moved to the side, and he he just exposed the, the place where he went to the bathroom, and he did this all in a very tzniyistic way. That his aver should not uh, be seen, even though he was after two behind two uh, fences and in a cave, he was sneezing. Although he thought nobody was in the cave, so that's what the pasuk says, showing the sneeze of Shaul. So Michal compared David to Shaul. You were not sneezing today when you were dancing in front of the Oran, and look how how sneezing my father was. Omar, so David said, Oru Magibadain. Or curses the one who will touch this person. Tsnia. He is a tremendous mo- modest person. He's very tsniastic. This is what David said to Shaul, that I could have killed you, but I spared you. It doesn't say in the Pasuk, I had mercy on you. You had mercy on yourself. He, Chasolecha, your Tznias, had mercy on you. The Pasuk states in Shmuel Aleph, Perak of Dal, Pasuk Yud, your eyes saw, you, Shol, your eyes saw, as a share, you're a Roy, if you're chasing after me, and you saw Hashem gave you into my hands. I could have killed you, and I had a right to kill you, because you were trying to kill me. And where did this happen? Bamor, in the cave. Omar, Lahargacha. I, want, I said, I'm going to kill you. You're chasing me to kill me. I'm allowed to kill you. Somebody's coming to kill you. You get up and kill him. That's the posture that the Gemara brings. You had mercy on yourself. And I said, I'm not going to put my hand against my master. I'm not going to kill you. Why? Who? Because he is anointed by Hashem. So the Korban Eidah, three lines from the bottom, the last two words states, The Pasuk doesn't say because you were Tzniyistik. The Pasuk says, you're a Mashiach Hashem, and that's why I'm not going to kill you. He, he loved Tzniyus to the Chazibay, but it would not, it would not be for the Tzniyist that he saw in Shaul. But he wouldn't have cared that he's a Mashiach Hashem. The right of Avi, he was the right of But since... You were so tsunua, you were in such a high madrega, so although I had a right to kill you, and Mashiach Hashem alone wouldn't have helped you, 
I did not kill you because of your tznius. You had mercy on yourself through your act of tznius. So the Gemara shows how Tznua Shol was. The Gemara says Michal's criticism comparing David to Shol that he was not Tznua. And the next year, Mitzvah we will see what the answer of David was to Michal, again, referring to Shol, Although in the Pasuk, we don't find Michal referring to Shaul, but the Gemara Darshans that she was referring to Shaul. We'll see what David's response was.